It is so well defined what we have to do today. We got to go to work. We got to do. All right, everyone. It's excitement time. Wade and Ryan here. NFL in London. Four teams left. Four teams left. Uh, Buffalo Bills are not one of them. Um, Weekend, last weekend, man, we saw some games. We saw some real games and and got us the. Yeah, it was it was a weird weekend. Like it started with um, such a such an interesting game. Like it started with the Mahomes injury, which yeah. we're gonna everyone's gonna be talking about and just watching him like after he took that hit and then watching him barely like hopping to hand yeah. it off and 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 just to think that like he fought that off to come back and then to have uh, what's his name Henny do that ninety eight yard drive. Like, oh yeah, when you're talking about. Um, this is what the difference, I guess, this is a, the exact difference of what you'll see between like a Buffalo and the Kansas City, mm-hmm. where, and even a, even a San Francisco, is that Andy Reid is such a good play caller and just so good at just moving the ball. Even when this huge moment, he went 98 yards down the field with Penny to score yeah. a huge touchdown. And 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 you saw that in, in the Buffalo game where they just couldn't do that. No. Um, and just you saw the, the difference in skilled play callers and and inexperience compared to experience. Yeah, um, it, it was quite good. I mean, it was the 27 20 victory for the Chiefs over the Jaguars. Jaguars kept it close. I mean, and uh, well, you know, when you saw that giving injury, it away. Yeah. When you saw that injury, you're like, "Ooh, the Jags might have a chance now. Um, yeah, good like, on them for honestly, how far they if made. it wasn't if it wasn't for that terrible fumble. Uh, coming down where he just kind of reached and just kind of threw it at the other team almost. Yeah. And then the next drive, Trevor Lawrence throws a pick. It's like it was there yeah. for Jacksonville. And they just couldn't get it done. And now you got you got uh, you got Cincinnati coming in. We'll talk about that in a bit. But yeah. Uh, but Buffalo was just it was one of those games where you know when you're watching a game, you're like, oh, this is over very quickly. Like yeah. you just had this impending sense of doom, and you just watched the team. That I just think had nothing left in the tank. I think they were just done. I, I think they, even as a Bills fan, this year has been exhausting. So I can't imagine what it was for the players. Like, it's no excuse. They got thoroughly beaten. It yeah, was just, no, it was a choco. That was 27-10. I mean, the Bills couldn't get anything going. And, and for a team that Buffalo had not lost by more than a field goal all year, to get yeah. dummied by 17 uh, really shows the worse. state of it the Bengals. Even, it felt even oh, yeah. bigger. Like, And what the biggest thing I kind of got out of it was – where whenever there's coaches vacancies open up, everyone always says, Oh, where's how come Leslie Frazier doesn't get any uh uh-huh. interviews? Well, you see why. Every time there's a big playoff game, Leslie Frazier's defense comes massively up short. Yeah. They gave up they've given up over a hundred points in their last three playoff games. Uh-huh. Like that is just unacceptable for a team that just constantly drafted defense, drafted defense and when Vaughn Miller went out, it just they became a worse version of last year. And yeah. they've done nothing to kind of help Josh Allen. Gabe Davis didn't take the step, didn't take the step up that people thought he was going to do. They still have no running game. You They'd... would have thought watching that game that Buffalo was the team with three offensive linemen missing. No, definitely. The way, it, the... it, it it looked like they were Kansas or Cincinnati was prepared. And Buffalo just seemed like they didn't realize that this game was gonna happen. Cincinnati just came out firing. You're just like, but you're looking at Buffalo going, you know, this game is for real, right? Yeah. And I think Buffalo made a mistake by at the very beginning of just not taking the ball and trying to score first. Mm Because the last time Cincinnati, when they played before DeMar Hamlin went down, that's what Cincinnati did. Went Walked right down the field, scored, and they did it again. 
And yeah. it just felt like that just took all the energy out of the stadium. And it just, it wasn't, again, it's just showing Sean McDermott in big situations. Is he the coach to get this? Like He's still the best coach the Bills have had in ages. Sure. But he's showing that in the playoffs, he has a lot of questions to be answered now. Going he's a Kirk Cousins of the playoffs and coaches. Kind of. Well, when, the way, playoff, when the playoff light shines on him, and the pro, you know, it's uh, he sort of chokes. His perfect example is Mike McCarthy on the other side, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. you have Mike McCarthy, who, again, his team comes off massively short, 12 points. Again, a team that traded away, a team that needed that number two receiver that inexplicably just traded away Amari Cooper this year where they could have used him. Yeah, I mean, 19 to 12 for the 49ers. It was a low scoring game. You know, once uh, Pollard went out, um, the Cowboys had nothing, you know, because this is a they were rushing. They had a running game. Then you lose your running back. It's like, oh, crap, we can't do anything now. They were like Buffalo, right? Where yeah. Buffalo has digs and they only had CD Lamb and mm-hmm. their number two can't get open. They they do have Dalton Schultz, but again, it came down to Zach, Dak. Just this is kind of the fear you have with Dak. It's like yeah. this, when he was good, when he was a rookie, he came into like a perfect situation where the great offensive line, Zeke was in his prime. Mm-hmm. Um, I know some other uh, good weapons on the outside, but, but now it just feels like. He's just looks lost. And if you're a Dallas fan, you're like, oh man, what are we going to do for the next couple of years? Because you got to get him some weapons. He needs, he needs something. But, and it's just, it's funny watching this whole, I I think this is where the Brock Purdy show ends this week. Well, we'll we'll get into our picks for the, yeah, Yeah. we'll get into our picks, but it just never feels like. Seven straight wins for the kid. Mostly at home, though. Mostly at home. I guess, yeah, again. And I, I don't think, well, I will get into that game later. But yeah. and then the lastly you had the Giants just Giants, Eagles look, the Eagles just put on what we know is a show of force um <laughs> against a, a, a Giants team that just had no answer. Um, right. th- there was no answer for this team in Philadelphia. It's like, ooh, that week off, you know, they, they put it the most points, 38 points. They could have scored more. Yeah, uh, like the listen, the Giants had a great year. Listen, winning a playoff game. Brian Dable's probably going to win coach of the year. They went as far as they could go. I think yeah. that was it. And I think there was some fun talking about like, oh, Daniel Jones is that, if Daniel Jones is bad that game. He yeah. had his, he had the game where everyone's like, should this guy get 40 million a year to, should we use this guy anymore? Yeah. So it went from a very quick, um, is this guy amazing to, should we use him? Yeah. I mean, good run for the Giants. And let's look at it this way. I mean, as we talked about earlier on the, the podcast last week, the NFC East was able to go from a dumpster last year to putting four teams almost in, in the playoffs. So good on him. You know, and it really shows the. And I think look, when we look at the four teams we have now, these are the right four teams that should be there. Yeah, it feels. You know, the, it, the, this feels right. It doesn't feel like there's any imposters. You know, you've got the teams that exhibited the best play and through the second half of the season demonstrated that they're ready to go the distance. Cincinnati is is just as as such a change from what they were at the start of the season and how this defense has come around, uh, how Lou uh, Anaremu has has just been able to to put this this D together in second half adjustments, which is the scary part. They've just been playing really well. They've just able to take. But again, I think the one thing you see to me is that you see almost every single team that's left, if I think, has two solid receivers. I think yeah. that's the thing where you have Devontae Smith and AJ Brown. You got Ayuk and Debo, and you got McCaffrey. So you got that mm-hmm. weapon. You got T. Higgins, 
and Jamar Chase. And then yep. you have Travis Kelty and their plethora of weapons plus Mahomes. So mm-hmm. it just shows that it's it's the teams like Buffalo that didn't have the weapons to kind of keep up. And I think you have to kind of look at all coaches that are left, all offensive coaches. Like this league, this mm-hmm. idea of having this perfectly balanced team just doesn't exist anymore. I no, think and it's, it's coaching, the offensive, right? You're right. The offensive teams, you yeah. Need weapons, coaching, and weapons, and that's what's going to get you a Super Bowl. I don't think having and being able to run it when you need to, like Cincinnati yeah. was able to run it, Philadelphia is able to run it, San Francisco is able to run it, like every one of them, even Kansas City when they need to. Um, they had yeah. Pacheco, yeah. looks like he's coming on. So it's just it just shows you, yeah, good coaching and a good offense. You're going to go to the Super Bowl. So a lot well, of teams two- who thought. They were close, like Buffalo. Now I have a lot of questions to ask. Them, yeah, so. and and it's when you start looking at you know when you start saying oh I put Aaron Rodgers in the Jets you're still not you're still not going to be able to compete against an Eagles team you know you still have to look at if you put Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady anyway are you still going to compete against the Eagles are you going to compete against Listen, the Bengals if the Jets I don't see the Jets Aaron Rodgers isn't going to go to the guy who created the COVID vaccine <laughs> <sighs> he's just going to be like no. Not yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know. I think Big I pharma. can see it, but I can't imagine anyone giving up like two first round picks to take that contract. No. Like that seems to me insane. Especially we don't know what Rogers we're getting. Is he even going to show up to minicamp? Like Ayahuasca Rogers. Yeah. So who knows what you're going to get? Well, we know we're going to get uh, on our Sunday night contest. The first game is eight o'clock in uh, GMT. Three o'clock. In Eastern time zone, uh, it's the NFC battle as San Francisco is 13 and four is taking on a Philadelphia team who's two and a half point favorites, 14 and three. The over under in this one is 46 and a half points. Weather is going to be nasty, uh, not only in Kansas City, but it's supposed to be quite snowy in, in Canada, or at least I know in the East Coast. It's been very snowy uh, on the past. They've had a lot of snow warnings uh, and stuff like that. Kansas City is supposed to be very bad weather, um, but it's supposed to be a little, little uh, bit of snow they're looking like. Um it's Brock Purdy coming to Philadelphia. If you need some energizers, they throw batteries there. So maybe that'll help them out. Um, you know, this is a team that, you know, has won. They've gone seven straight victories. Uh, and and Christian McCaffrey's had a, a touchdown, eight straight games. Um, San Francisco, you know, has been crushing it, 27 games, um, with not allowing a rushing uh, yards over 70 yards. No rusher over 70 yards for 27 straight games. So San Francisco's got the defense. Philadelphia's got the offense here. Ryan, uh, Philadelphia at home, uh, you've already said that you're sort of skeptical of Brock Purdy. How do, how do you feel this game going? <laughs> it's just it's one of those things where I'm just every week I'm like, oh, and it's just so like I get it. I mm-hmm. get it. But I don't watch Brock Purdy be like, man, this guy, this guy could win your Super Bowl. I just think you've again, this is gonna be the question. It's like how like with the Giants, you've gone as far as you can go. Mm-hmm. That's where I feel like it is with Brock Purdy. I think maybe if he was at home. I give them a bit more of a chance. I just think Philly's, I think that crowd's going to be, it's going to be loud in that stadium. Yeah. That defense could be coming. You have an offense that can beat you multiple ways, like mm-hmm. Smith and AJ Brown. That, and San Francisco can be beaten on the pass. Like they yeah. can be. And they, they're, it's going to be tough to rush it, but they're, they're still one of the best rushing teams. And you now have to deal with a quarterback that can run, that can move. Um, it just feels like, I think McCaffrey is going to be able to do some damage because he's pretty much the best running back in football. Yeah. But I think when you're going to need Brock Purdy to make some big plays, I just think it's it's going to be tough. I just think he's not going to be able to compete or even keep up because I think Philly's going to be able to score some points. 
Um, and I just think Brock Purdy is not going to have it. So I'm going to go 24 to 20 for Philly. Yeah, low scoring game. I, I've got that as well. I, I also enjoy Philadelphia in here. And, and look, we talked about the, the best defense versus the best offense. Um, you know, one thing you started noticing what I saw last week is actually there was the first time Dallas defense would actually you saw Purdy look a little bit shaken. Um, and, and the Eagles defense to me is just far more dynamic when it comes to like getting at them. Um, you know, they had five sacks against New York last week. So, you know, Purdy has not had this chance where he just gets actually wound up by a defense. Yeah. Th- th- this could really affect him because if he gets takes a few hits, who knows what a rookie is going to be like after taking a few hits if he gets the ball out, <clears throat> if they got to bring plus, in Jimmy G. Yeah. Plus, it's the pressure on the road. Like, mm-hmm. that's a lot to put on this rookie, Mr. Yeah. Irrelevant, last pick in the draft. Like, I just think the, the, it's just all coming to now a big problem for him where it's just going to be like if they go down let's say 14 points mm-hmm. i'm not sure brock purdy's the guy who's just going to put you on his back and say let's go let's go down the field and score listen they got the weapons to do it they got debo i think they their offensive game plan has to be perfect mm-hmm. and kyle shanahan is just one of those dudes who also in big games does some weird stupid shit yeah a lot of times we've seen the kyle shanahan effects and i worry that let's say let's say even San Francisco has a bit of a lead early that they're just going to just try and run it or not. Yeah, run, conservative. He's too conservative. Or, versus, or try yeah. and put it in Purdy's hands, like in the Super Bowl where he should have yeah. been running it with Atlanta. He's going to start throwing it. And that's what kind of worries me is yeah. that uh, there's a bit of Shanahan worry, considering how good he's been this year yeah. and how well he's done it. With uh, You worry about in the big moments, does he just do something stupid? Yeah, uh, and and that's it. And I think I'm I'm going to trust Philadelphia's. I think their play calling will be a bit more aggressive, whereas I don't think Shanahan is going to take risks. Um, so I, I do like Philadelphia in this one. I've got Philadelphia winning this one, twenty six to eighteen. I've got an eight point spread. Um, I think they're just going to Philadelphia is just going to be too much for them, too much indeed. And then of course it's the AFC battle <clears throat> that's going to happen at eleven thirty p.m. GMT. So if you're staying up late Sunday night going to finish around 2 3 in the morning on a monday yeah. take monday off work cincinnati uh now this line is vacillated cincinnati is 12 and 4 kansas city's 14 and 3 uh when the news was happening that patrick mahomes was injured the line had gone up to about three and a half points for cincinnati it started with three it's now gone between a pick and minus one for cincinnati what i've seen over under in this one is 47 and a half keep looking at the lines because these things will probably change as well um We've got this one coming in. It does, you know, the high ankle sprain. Everyone's talking about this high ankle sprain for Patrick Mahomes. Um, you know, how do you, how do you feel this contest? Cincinnati, they, 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 Joe Burrow and Cincinnati, they've had them, they've had them, you know, three and oh, they've, they've favored of the Kansas City. How, how's the hope here? There's, there's a few real interesting storylines that are going out. Considering last week, everyone or Cincinnati used the whole idea that, mm-hmm. um, Buffalo was selling tickets to uh, the Atlanta game. Yeah. Um, which made no sense because they were selling tickets for, like, the, in case Jacksonville won mm-hmm. against Kansas City. So it doesn't really make any sense, the whole argument. They use that as this kind of thing. And they've gone really cocky, the Cincinnati. Yeah. Like, they've gone insanely kind of overboard a little yeah. bit with the Eli Apple kind of trolling DeMar Hamlin 
which yeah, is really odd. That was crazy. An odd thing to do just to kind yeah. of, and then to pretend like he didn't do that. It's like, mm-hmm. come on, dude, you know exactly what you were doing. Yeah. So to take all the goodwill Cincinnati had and just throw that away, they're calling the place Burrowhead. Yeah. They're all talking. All the Cincinnati guys are talking and they're just talking like they're going to whoop them and this, that they can't beat. And I just think you, you're asking for it when you do this. Yeah. I think like that sort Patrick of stuff. Holmes fire. It's, Especially when they, yeah, they beat a Buffalo team that they deserve thoroughly beat, mm-hmm. but they also almost lost to a Baltimore team that had no, that they literally could have easily lost that game. Oh, gotcha. Now they're going another road game with Chris Jones up for defensive player of the year. He's been a monster. It's crazy, and he's crazy talent. Field, he's he's gonna have a field day with the, that offensive line. So I I think Cincinnati's talking a way too much, and I mm-hmm. think that that the Burrow. As much as you love Joe Burrow, love his confidence, his swagger. I think it's infecting everyone. Yeah, and they've all some of them have gone nuts with it. Like Eli Apple, especially dude. You've yeah, been it's been trash. So That's too much he's, trash. He, and less talk. He's also Eli Apple's the poster boy for getting burnt in big games. Yeah. So I don't know why he's sitting there talking so much trash when he's probably going to get burnt in this game multiple times. Yeah. Uh, by Patrick Mahomes. Um, and in that, that's the case. I think they 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 taste the blood in the water. But I'm going to go with Kansas City to win. Okay. I think I think everyone's doing that thing where it's like everyone's on Cincinnati, yeah, thing three and zero. Oh. And I think that's I, that motivates teams. I think Kansas City that that crowd, they, they the disrespect that everyone's feeling that Mahomes' his ankle is not going to be able to do it, and. I just worry if Mahomes gets injured again, then it's over. But yeah. I'm going to say they're going to be able to pull it off. I think the fact Kelsey's a bit injured too, but I still think that that the the whole narrative stuff actually works in the playoffs sure. and the motivation. So they used it on Buffalo, and I think it's going to get used against them this week. So I'm going to go with the Chiefs, 27-24. Ooh, close one. <laughs> I, I look at the past three contests, and what I look at is it's a better Bengals team than it was last year. You know, and the one thing, as they talked about, uh, is Lou making those second half adjustments. So even if you are getting beaten by Patrick Mahomes, they can adjust. And, and the defense, to me, is just a little bit better on the Cincinnati, the way they've been playing, the motivation. The other thing is, I think Cincinnati can stop the running game, whereas I don't know if Kansas City can stop Joe Mixon. Um, you know, Joe Mixon, you start getting going, and, and that's, you know, you've seen Burroughs taking 10 last sacks than he did last year. So that's, I think, really helped him ability. Uh, and also Kansas City throws the blitz and and he loves the blitz. So I, I just find, and also the last time he had Sammy J. Perrine, uh, who had like 106 yeah, rushing yards. So I, I think that, you know, the one thing that Cincinnati has is they do have that depth of running game that they were able to, you know, people focus on Mixon and use Perrine. And, and it's like, oh, okay, wow, we're getting beaten here. I think they have the also the the only thing they might get stuck is Kelsey, but if he is hurt, uh, Cincinnati might struggle against uh, him. Well, if he's hurt, although in week thirteen they kept him to fifty six yards, so at four receptions, so you got to use that play again. And I just think it's also tough to do the the beat a team twice when you see him. A lot of times you beat him that first time, you lose the second time. It happens all the time. It can. It so can. the the sweep, the go four and zero. Oh, I think I think Mahomes is going to want us to put away that narrative. I, I, it's just when I look, start looking at the weather too, it's going to come down to the ground game. And I think that the, I would give the edge to Cincinnati here. So I just think with the defense, I like Cincinnati in this one. And I am going to, I'm going to take the blue and the red pill together, make a purple pill <laughs> and, and take Cincinnati to win 24 to 17. Uh, I think the one by seven. 
Mm. That's it. Those are our picks. Uh, Ryan, the only difference is uh, Ryan's got Kansas City and I've got Cincinnati. Who do you guys have? Who do you think is going to win? Make sure you check out our website, all our social media channels, uh, and we'll be tweeting and doing all this stuff throughout the game as well. Uh, And then there'll be a few Super Bowl parties that we've uh, people have already asked us to help promote. So make sure we'll put those up on the website and social media as well, folks. Thank you very much for listening. uh, And make sure you check out all our social media channels and enjoy.